everybody. You are back listening to another, another bonus episode of Is It That Deep Though? Cynthia is still working on her dissertation. So I'm back to talk some more about, you guessed it, Married at First Sight. I had to hop on, had to hop in the studio, (laughs) put my headphones on. I just caught up, just watched the episode from this past Wednesday. And let me tell you, I'm just like, When is this over? I can't believe they have another month of this. This is ridiculous. So I'm going to skip past Steve and Noy because I'm pretty sure that they're just pretending like their issues are bigger than they are for the sake of the show because they've already said I love you. She has said she's in love with him. He says I love you every day. They're definitely saying yes on decision day. I have no doubts that they're going to keep going through. Mark and Lindsay, I don't even care anymore. They just need to divorce. I want to focus on Jasmina, Michael, and then Olajuwon and Katina, of course. So Jasmina and Michael, I don't even know what to say about them. I feel frustrated for Michael. I feel like, where did they go wrong? I just, it's, to me, it's, did she ever really like him? Like, I'm just very confused because we'll see them argue and then be like, okay, obviously like she's nuts and she is very entitled and thinks she's right. And it's just very, has a stick up her ass in my opinion of just how she likes to be talked to and things like that. And then they have moments where it seems like she's like, I could see myself falling for him. I could see da 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 da. I have to just try harder or whatever. It's weird. I The rhetoric of having to really try and try hard. Bro. <laughs> I, I get that it's a show. I get it's, that it's a, I get that it's an experiment where they're supposed to, you know, you get matched up with this random person and you're supposed to behave as a married couple for two months. And the, I guess, hopeful outcome is that after two months of pretending like you're married and actually legally being married. By the end of it, you're like, wow, we've skipped all the years of experience together that we, or that most people need (laughs) to be married successfully. And we're already like in it. We feel like we should be married. This was great. I get that that's the experiment. So I, I understand that they keep saying, we just need to work at it. Like, let's just keep working because the alternative is that I think they naturally just kind of want to withdraw. Like they aren't feeling each other like that. It's not that easy. They keep arguing. They're really not compatible as people. But the whole point is we're in this experiment. So we have to keep trying. Like, let's keep the communication going. Tell me what you need from me. I'll tell you what I'd like to see from you. Let's keep trying. But for me, it's just exhausting because I don't believe in we gotta work, we gotta work, we gotta try. Like, I feel like they never really established a baseline of I am really into you or I'm attracted to you even. It's weird, like, so weird that their wedding day was the one and only day that they actually seemed to be interested in each other. And then ever since then, it's just been like not clicking. They can't communicate. It's hard for her. She said she's purposefully not being vulnerable with him. This episode, they started saying things like apparently he wasn't trying before. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means he just like went to work, came home, watched TV and went to bed. I just think it's weird. Like at this point, a month of sharing a bed with a person that you're not attracted to, that you're not on the same page as, like it's just gotta be so uncomfortable. I would be sleeping on the couch, honestly. I just wouldn't feel comfortable continuing to sleep in the same bed. It's weird though, cause I, I can picture myself 
being more open than I feel like either, or at least Jasmina has been. I feel like when you're open and somebody, you're attracted to someone and they're open with you and they're attracted to you, it's really hard not to have chemistry with someone that you're attracted to. I, I just feel like she found little things she didn't like and was so stubborn that it's really just sunk their ship. And they're still talking about trying and trying. And it, I just, I'm like, it's not working, honey. Um, and then we saw in the preview that she says, basically, dude, it's been a month and I am not attracted. I'm not into him. It's been a month and I'm not, I don't have any feelings for him. I want to say that, bro, when they were in that group, when they were in that group setting and she literally he was just like oh yeah we're just gonna work really hard and you know we'll see what happens and she said yeah i'm just not romantically interested in him and so if i'm not romantically invested in him you know by decision day then i won't be saying yes i was like did she need to say that in front of everybody like damn like it's so, they finally established in this episode yes there is no romantic interest period like not feeling each other that way at all. I don't I don't know if Michael is attracted to her. I feel like he's physically attracted to her. I think she said she might have physically been attracted to him, but it's just weird that after a month, it's like, I'm not attracted to him or I'm not feeling him or I'm not romantically interested in him. It feels like they just never, like they never made it. Like they never, I don't know what went wrong with them. It's just very disappointing, very disappointing. So Katina and Olajuwon. Whew. Okay, so I'm glad that we saw in this episode that she has been making more efforts and he's noticing them. So all of that shit that I was talking about in the last bonus episode where I was saying like, does she want to cook? Does she not want to cook? Is she trying? Is she not trying? Whatever. We now have the answer to that. She has been trying. He has noticed. Whatever. So that's not their issue in this episode. They are another couple that I'm just like, they're fucking weird. Like, I don't get it. I feel like most people who date within the first month, you are having sex. It's just normal for dating. So you're married to this person legally and you've spent every day together for a month and you're still not sleeping together. It's just weird. Like, it's weird that he's been like, oh, I'm so attracted to her. Oh, she's so great. Oh, I wouldn't change anything about you. And then complain the whole time about her cooking and cleaning. And then when that's finally solved, he's like, it still feels like there's something off with him. Like, I don't know if I believe that he's attracted to her anymore. It just seems like there's something missing. And then, you know, all the men, all the other men went out of their way to really celebrate their month anniversary for their wives. And I feel like he didn't do much. He didn't really, I don't know. It didn't feel like he put any real thought or effort into like a, an anniversary date. I don't know. It is so sad because she'd be cheesing so hard. Like whenever he was like, I want you to know that I don't just like you anymore. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. And she was grinning so hard. And I was like, dude, that is not an accomplishment. <laughs> You're you've been married for a month a month a month a month it's people say i love you after a month. i mean steve and noi have said i love you after a month he is now saying good job queen you've officially upgraded from me liking you to i'm feeling you now i'm like what it just feels weird it's weird and to see her like smiling so hard grinning from ear to ear i was like oh she is fucking brainwashed like she has no sense of self-value because i feel like she should be tired like she should be like 
I would be rolling my eyes if a man said, I'm feeling you now. I would be like, oh, really? You're feeling me? Oh, oh, you're feeling me? Like, what? Why is she so proud? Like, it's an accomplishment. Sad. And then at the end of the episode, when he... At the end of the episode, when he basically calls her out in front of the whole table so weirdly, I was like, what is this dude on? Like the fact that everybody's like talking about their relationships and he's like, well, I don't want to push you on blast, but I saw something in the bus on our way here and I'm feeling differently now. And do you want me to tell everybody? Do you want me to say it right here for everyone? It's like, what are you doing? Like, what? This is your wife. I get that they're supposed to talk about their experiences in front of each other and like very much share, but it's up to a point. Why would you basically catch her completely off guard and say this in front of everybody and even be like, if I said it in front of everybody, it would really make her you look bad. Like what? Whoa. And then when we see what it is and it's just him being like, Basically, she has something like Tinder, some dating app on her phone still. She was just like, dude, I don't even, it, I don't even have an account. And he was like, he just completely glazed right over that and was like, why would you have that on your phone? And you could see that at the beginning, he was trying to be calm, but he just has a temper and he just started yelling at her and was screaming. He wasn't listening to her. His main points were just like, if your homegirl was married and had this app on her phone, well, would, how would you feel? Wouldn't you think that's fucked up? If I had this app on my phone, wouldn't you think it's fucked up? And she was trying to tell him like, dude, if I saw this app on your phone, I would come to you and ask you about it. And he just wasn't hearing it because obviously that's the difference here is that you have attacked and humiliated her over this. You never asked her. You could have said, hey, what is this? And that's when I realized this man is just deeply insecure and I don't think he actually wants to be with her. I don't know if they're still together to this day. Maybe they are. But just like, it seems like it is going to always just be one thing or another, like something to where he's ready to walk out. Like he's he's looking for a reason to be like, yeah, she's not the one for me. Because I mean, I get it. I get that he's like, you are married. You didn't stumble and fall into, into this marriage with me. It's not like they met in real life. And then after like a whirlwind relationship got married and she's like, oh shit, I never deleted this app off my phone. You applied to married at first sight, went through all the rigmarole of interviewing and taking different tests. And then they told you you were on the show and they gave you time to prepare for the wedding, all of that. I get that from his perspective, it's like you intentionally entered a marriage but have dating apps on your phone. It doesn't even fucking matter if you have an account or not. Just the presence of it being on your phone, it's kind of like you saying, I might go back to this. Because I know when I have dating apps on my phone, even if I've deleted my account or whatever, if it's still sitting there on my phone, it's me saying, I might change my mind. I might come back. But the fact that he doesn't trust her enough to believe her when she says, I honestly just forgot it was there. Like it just, I haven't used it in years. It just, I haven't used it in a long time. It never crossed my mind to just delete it. Although I don't know, I don't know. Cause again, if the shoe was on the other foot and she found this app on Olajuwon's phone and he said, oh wow, I haven't used that app in years. I just completely for forgot to get rid of it. Would she believe him? And would we believe him? I feel like we wouldn't. And it's probably because he does have a history of being a cheater, but let's play fair if any man had a, a dating app on his phone from this season if any of the other guys had a dating app and said oh i just forgot to delete it would we be like oh yeah that happens or would we be like okay bullshit because for me 
again, when I have a dating app and I'm like, I'm done with this, this is dumb, I don't want to do this anymore, I delete it, I delete my account, and then I'll delete the app because I want it gone. If I delete my account but I leave the app, typically it's me even just like maybe pausing my account or something. But it's the whole point is I know I'm going to change my mind and hop back on. So it kind of seems like if she kept the app, it's because she knew that eventually she was going to return to it. Because if you know you're never going to use it or you have no plans to use it again, why is it still there? So I get that he had some reason to be upset about it, but his reaction was way over, way over the top, completely OD. Like, and it was, I mean, I don't like being yelled at. I just, I felt so, ugh, like him yelling at her and raising his voice the way he did, like that is just not okay. I. Ugh. And then the fact that she can't get a word in edgewise to defend herself. I mean, hey, I look, I watched a bit of After Party, which is, you know, the part where after the show, I don't really like this. They didn't have this in the first few seasons of Married at First Sight. But obviously now they have a thing called After Party where after the show, the people on the show who are watching the show with us are now interviewed about what happened. And I don't know, I don't like it because I feel like it takes you out of what's happening. And then the, you can tell by the way they carry themselves and the way they talk about the relationship, you can pretty much tell who's still together and who's not. So it, it, it takes away the mystery for me. I'd rather, you know, the show end, no after party, and then at the end of the show, they have a reunion or something. And then they play back these clips and say, oh yeah, this is what was happening. But the fact that they're like doing it after each episode, I pretty much feel like Katina and Olajuwon are still together. And I'm just like looking at her like, what are you doing? <laughs> Honey, like what? Why do you, I don't, I think some people just aren't. It's a real thing that if you're not used to seeing functioning relationships, that you don't know what that looks like. So you'll just put yourself into a situation that's not healthy, that is toxic, and just keep going back for more because either you didn't see a good example of relationships going growing up, so this is not bad to you, or maybe this is exactly what you saw your parents go through growing up. So you're like, oh, this shit's normal. Like, this is how it should be. I really wish that she would be like, bro, you got one more time to raise your voice to me or I swear I'm done. Like, you cannot talk to me like this and I'm not fucking playing. Like, you really need to stop. It's it's like there's no strong boundary there. And I don't know. I don't want to make it sound like she's not putting a boundary because she obviously has let him know, like, do not raise your voice at me. You need to chill. You are yelling at me. And he has obviously tried to control his temper, but he just has a temper. And I do feel like he's just gonna keep picking things that are off about her. And the fact that they haven't slept together and it's been a month and he's the way he is, it very much tells me like, it might not be that he's just trying to make sure he falls in love with her first. It might be that he's not completely attracted to her that way. It's a real red flag for me when a man who, whether he identifies as black or biracial, he's black presenting. There is nobody, nobody who's looking at him and thinking, oh, that man is not black. <laughs> Everybody looks at him as a black man. And for him to say he's only ever dated white women. And I think when they asked him why, he either said like, I've just never been attracted to a black woman or black women haven't been attracted to me, which that last part has to be a lie, but it just feels like black men, who only date white women, there's a reason for that. And it's really hard for them to get out of that 
out of that self-hate or whatever that is that makes them feel like I don't want to be with a black woman. This white woman is like my type, like white women are my type. It makes me feel like he's just not ever going to feel a hundred percent in with Katina. Like he's not going to be in love with her because of that. And I don't know. It just, it's very disappointing to watch her try so hard to gain his approval. And I feel like she's trying to earn his love. And I'm like, that shit is so weird. Like that is not normal. You should be dating somebody, you know, feel on the same page as them, be attracted to each other, be sleeping together as you feel comfortable to. And then, I mean, I don't, I just feel like after spending this much time together, I don't understand why he is so hesitant to say, I love her or I could fall for her. or I'm close to being in love with her. Like, what is he waiting for? Because I really don't think I get again, like I said last week, I understand wanting somebody who has the same values as you when it comes to like how you run your home, you know, how you want to live your life, things like that. But I don't see myself being like, the me falling in love with you or being attracted to you. I mean, I don't know, girl. I really don't know. I go back and forth on this <laughs> because personally, I feel like I I think I defended. I didn't defend, but I feel like I was seeing through Olajuwon's point of view last week because I, as a woman, if I was married to a man, I would expect him to cook and clean. And if he was like, oh, I don't cook and he wasn't good at cleaning up after himself. And I matched with him on some show and I really don't know him from a can of paint. I probably would be like, he's cute, but he's kind of a fuck up. Like, <laughs> I need him to fucking grow up. Like, I, I don't want to be married to somebody who is not responsible, isn't fiscally responsible, like doesn't know how to do anything. And I've come further as an adult than they have. Plus they're not domestic at all. Like being cute is only, you know, it's only half of it. <laughs> But anyways, in summary, it looks like they got a lot more going on than just the domestic shit. And I really don't think they should be together. <laughs> I don't think any of the, the, I don't think any of the couples really should be together. I think Steve and Noy are just kind of annoying. I'm going to be real. I don't know if it's because compared to everybody else, they're just too easy. They don't really have any real problems. I don't know if I should, I just find them annoying. I can't really put my finger on it. I'm just really not feeling them or their storyline and uh, I don't know. I just, I find them really boring. So that's my take on this week's episode of um, Is It That Deep Though? And reviewing last night's, I'm recording this on Thursday, child, but reviewing last night's episode of Married at First Sight, Boston. As I said, you can always reach out to us at Is It That Deep Though? T-H-O-U-G-H at gmail.com. Yeah, follow the podcast at younghagsays.com and I will see you in the next one. Bye.